0: You really can do it yourself. It's a ton of work. It's a labor of love, you know, but what we are are storytellers and connectors at heart. And, you know, we are the conduits to our community and pulling together small businesses and making sure, you know, that the community knows they exist. Three,
1: two,
2: one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now here's your host, the Small Biz Chat Lady herself, Melinda Emerson.
1: Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, your host. Hopefully you're joining us on my Facebook page, my Small Biz Lady Facebook page, or on my YouTube channel. If you hear something you like, please share it. Leave us a comment if there's a topic you want us to tackle in another episode. But most importantly, please subscribe and share. Now I'm excited to introduce my next guest. She is Christy Ford, and she is the co-founder of The Scout Guide. Chrissy started her career as a photographer and later moved to Charlottesville, opening George, an antique and home store with her mother. As the business grew, Chrissy realized there was a lack of successful advertising opportunities for local small businesses and was driven to find a solution. So the Scout Guide was born. Today, she and her partner have more than 79 cities where their franchise publications have, have, are printed, and share to support local business, the local business community. Christy leads creative direction and branding across the business. For more information, you can check out thescoutguide.com. Hi, Christy. Welcome
0: to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me.
1: So how did you, you seem like you're like a serial entrepreneur. How did you sort of like jump from business to business and finally landing on the Scout Guide?
0: You know, I know, I was born into an entrepreneurial family. Both parents had several businesses, and it was, I think, just in my blood. I was a photographer in New York City for years, moved to Charlottesville with my husband to start a family, and had the luck of starting a small business um, antique store in George with my mom. And in doing so, I just realized Charlottesville, for those of you that are familiar with it or not, you know, it's the home of the University of Virginia, and it's also the second. Um, largest wedding destination venue in the country. So we get... I didn't know that. And to be a Charlottesville, the worst thing you could possibly hear was that somebody great was two miles up at the Boar's Head Inn and didn't know you existed two miles west. So we were constantly drawing maps um, for our clients because they'd find us and they'd say, oh, what else is here like you? And we're topographically... Absolutely beautiful. We're ensconced in the Blue Ridge Mountains and it's beautiful, but we're kind of a 50s architectural town and Main Street isn't as prevalent as it is in other towns. So you really had to know where to look to find the amazing small businesses that exist. So a good friend of mine and you know, my business partner, Susie Matheson, both mothers of three, and she was has started a blog that we all kind of were captivated with. She was like the girl about town. That started supporting small businesses in our community. She was the one that was telling us about the art galleries to go see and how to support the local art and what we need, we're missing in the restaurant world. And we were all just completely captivated by what she was doing and where she was going. So we kind of, she kind of came to me and said, let's team up. You know, I, people, I, I, small businesses want to advertise on my blog and that just doesn't feel right. But with your photography, my sales, let's make a beautiful book that we can hand out to people coming through Charlottesville that shows them the Charlottesville that we've fallen in love with. So in 2010, out of a labor of love for Charlottesville, Virginia, we set out to create the first Scout Guide. I said, if- So, how long
1: did you run the Scout Guide with your partner there in Charlottesville before you guys decided to franchise your concept?
0: Yes. So what we set out to do was to get visitors to shop locally from afar was our game point, you know, our our, our plan. Um, we wanted to have a really quality guide. And for those of you, hopefully you guys are all familiar with the Scout Guide, but it's a beautiful, high quality coffee table worthy book that hopefully does not get thrown away. So we set out to create that and, and hope that visitors and locals alike would take them home and keep them and shop locally from afar. That started happening. What we didn't foresee happening was people calling us to say, well, our town needs a scout guide. And we were like, OK, well, I'm not sure how that's going to happen. Susie sold it. I made it beautiful. But let us figure this out. So we did. We started with Charleston, South Carolina. And a good friend of mine, she made a beautiful book. And we thought, okay, we're on to something. And in tree transparency, we started as a license agreement because our lawyers advised us to start in a license agreement. Cause we had no idea if we were gonna have two or ten or a hundred. So the first several were license agreements and we had we grew very quickly. And in doing so, we kind of came back to our lawyers and they, you know, told them what was happening and about our growth. And, you know, the the beauty of the scout guide is the quality and the aesthetic and it was very important for us to make sure that consistency was happening as we were opening up more books across the country that everybody that was investing in the scout guide license at the time was going to get the same quality wherever they went so that's when we decided with our lawyers help that we really were a franchise because we we were quite um specific in the integrity of the product And what the outcome would be. And we offered a ton of support. So, yeah, we in 2013 had maybe 15 ish licensees that we converted over to franchisees. Um, And we currently have 79, as you said, across the country.
1: So, how did you prepare? I mean, you said that you had a lawyer, but I mean, did you have a franchise consultant? Did you get, I mean, like, who did you pull in? Yep. because it's a lot of work to franchise a I've, business i've helped two other businesses franchises so i know a little bit about this but i i want you to tell us you know what what kind of team did you have what kind of research did you do before you kind of did it
0: yep so what we didn't know was helpful because we had no idea what an undertaking starting a franchise system was uh and basically you know, per the license agreement, we set up a model. It's a very simple model. The Scout Guide is all paid advertising. Typically, it's featuring the people we believe that communities are special because of the small businesses that make up the communities. So the Scout Guide is a way of highlighting those faces and those places and what they're doing. So we have had a very simple model. But when you go to franchise, it was very important that you basically shore up your foundation. And so whereas we grew very quickly, and we kind of, I know you're going to ask me, you know, the best business advice I've been given. And I'll say that the motto that Susie and I have kind of lived by, since we started is just do it the Nike motto, we just do it. So we found ourselves, you know, we were often running before we knew what we were creating. So we never sat down and said, let's create a franchise. Our lawyer said, okay, I think you're moving toward a franchise. Let's go. So, we did have an amazing legal team. We had an amazing operations team at headquarters. And what we had to do was kind of pause growth and really sit down and look at what this operation looks like and how, what our business is. I mean, in detail, beyond detail. So, we went from like a nine page license agreement to an 80 pound franchise agreement. And there was trademarking involved there. You know, we have a business manual that has all the operations. I mean, it just we had to be so specific. And when I look back on it, amazing. When you're in it, you have to do it all at once. So it's incredibly overwhelming and daunting. But then you kind of have your your backbone and your foundation laid for you then to move forward and be free.
1: So this operations manual, did you write it yourself? Did you did you hire an HR person to help you? Like, how did you do it?
0: We did have a HR. Yes. I mean, we did beef up our team in to do it because it really it took a team to really build out 80 pages. I mean, the the legal team was amazing as well. But really, we had to we had to cross the T's and dot the I's and we had to know all the particulars of the ins and outs of. What the franchise system, how it operated, how we supported our trademarks. I mean, a million things that you don't think about. I feel like we were forced to create our business plan in the first couple of years in, in its entirety, whereas many people evolve with it. And it really, you know, I mean, we, we, it's still the backbone of our business. I mean, it, it is very much our creed. We can, you know, change in the operating um, manual. We can add addendums, but we are who we are. And that hasn't changed since 2013 when we were in, advised and franchise created. So
1: how do you screen people that call you up and say, hey, I'm interested in putting a scout Guide in my town. What, you know, what is your criteria even for, you know, whether or not the people are a good fit for you?
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, good question. Um, And I think we've learned a lot over the last 13 years. In the beginning, we were so flattered that people even wanted to do it. We were like, yes, of course. Um, And we didn't really have the support. We were so new. It was just hard to know what type of support to offer, what questions to ask and that. So we've learned a lot. We've been lucky in the sense that all of our growth has come to us organically. Every single franchisee we have has come to us. We have yet to crack the nut of knowing how to go after a particular market. So, you know, I think the beauty in that is we have a conviction that we share. Everybody that comes to us has a passion for small businesses and wanting to bring the community together through the pages of the Scout Guide. But now, you know, I, I will say too, one bad franchisee is is as bad as 10 good ones. So you really, really want to be careful and vet. And we've gotten much better about asking the right questions and making sure we're as clear in our delivery of what our our model is to understand what the ask is and make sure that they're up for the task. So I think through our training, through our, we've gotten better as a result in all ways. Mm-hmm. One last question um, before I go: What
1: is the cost? If I wanted to start a, a, I'm sure I'm assuming there's a scout guy maybe the town where I live, but if I wanted to come in and be a franchisee for you guys, what kind of upfront investment is that?
0: Yes, it's a fifty thousand dollar upfront investment. That is the franchise fee, and so. Yeah, that's where you start. And then and it what's it? really nice, we Pardon? No, and then what do you need to like kinda operate like once you It's very simple model. So you really just need a desk. There's no real estate component. You don't have to have employees. It's incredibly simple and it, it the majority of our well, we're we're one hundred percent female owned, which we're very proud of. We love men and we've had men, but I think, you know, there is a massive attraction to the scout guide from women because of the flexibility we all for the most part and we go the whole gamut now the range has really expanded and we have women coming and choosing to do this instead of business school all the way up to empty nesters so we've got women of all shapes and sizes and like you know varying states of career but the flexibility is what's so nice so you really can do it yourself it's a ton of work it's a labor of love you know but what we are are storytellers and connectors at heart and you know we are the conduits to our community and pulling together small businesses and making sure you know that the community knows they exist this all started when big boxes were coming on strong and it was our effort to kind of combat the restoration hardwares and the targets and say hey you know, if we if we don't support our small businesses, we're going to become a really boring town when Barnes and Noble, you could be in any Barnes and Noble across the country and think you were back in your own town. That was like really scary to us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And when we come right back, we're going to talk more about the pros and cons of franchising your small business. You're watching The Small bichette Podcast. We'll be right back. Are you ready to become a boss? Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady. Click the button below and take my free boss quiz. This assessment will help you learn your entrepreneur type and find the right business model for you. Get this information about the number one asset in your business. Yeah, that's you. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. Let's talk more with Christy Ford about how she franchised the Scout Guide. All right, Christy. So what is the hardest thing about
0: managing your franchise? You've got 79 franchisees. So how how hard is that? I think what is such an attractive thing about the Scout Guide is probably what makes running it the most difficult. And that is we have 79 individual business owners that are making their own business choices. We have a model with which they, you know, build their business within, but they make different choices. So there's no one size fits all. You, and, and it's hard to be able to, you have women deciding to make a book of 150 pages and then somebody that wants to take the summer off and that doesn't care about making quite as big of a book. So it's all different, different business choices, all great and all important to them. And we love that the Scout Guide offers the flexibility, but it makes it challenging to create opportunities and um, initiatives that, and you have people at different levels, you know, they've owned the Scout Guide for three years or 10 years. So, you know, there's ever-changing states of of where people are at and that makes it a challenge it's a fun challenge it's a lot of fun and we learn from our veteran franchisees but it's you know it, it's hard in that everybody is not doing the exact same thing so the level of commitment can be a little a little different And it's not so much commitment it's just choice it's just their their value proposition their towns are different and that's the beauty of the scout guide everybody's town is unique so everybody Kind of curtails it to their town. So it really is the beauty of the Scout Guide that you can do that and have that opportunity and still have the support of all the things that we do align and, and do together as a brand. But yeah. so what about your expansion plans? How many more franchises
1: do you think you're going to open in 2023?
0: You know, I I think, you know, as long as the right people come along, we're excited to expand. I mean, we feel like every small town in America should have a scout guide. So and and that's how we see the brand expanding. You know, we want the brand to be a household um, name. I feel like we have a really unique publishing, advertising, publishing opportunity for small businesses. And we want to make sure that we cover all the small businesses and communities that we possibly could serve.
1: Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Christy. You have really provided some really interesting information. And, and I think that it's important for us to think about this because a lot of people may be sitting on a business they can franchise. Thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you're ready to grow your business and you're looking to use email marketing, head over to Small Biz Lady University. I've got a great six-week online course that'll put you in the right direction and start closing more sales right away. All right. I want to leave you all with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. I thank you for joining us, everybody. God bless.
2: Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.